time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, welcome to the Thrivology Podcast. This is the podcast designed to help you thrive no matter what life throws your way by making some choices. And right now we're in the middle of a series about making those choices and how you make those choices based on some rules that you may have chosen ahead of time. Over the past few weeks, I've been talking about those, those rules one by one. Last week, I talked a good bit about the fact that forgiveness is a path that allows us some freedom to find some, some way past those hurts. Now, one of the things that is behind forgiveness is the idea of the higher self, of listening to your higher self. In fact, today's rule is listen to your higher self. Now, this isn't necessarily a metaphysical kind of thing. You may identify it as that, but we all have that voice within ourselves, whether you call it your conscience or Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder or uh, some other identification. Uh, maybe you have some religious connotation of that, that voice within you, that, that spirit within you that tells you that maybe you're not quite on track. Now, that doesn't mean you're following that. That doesn't mean that you're necessarily following and changing back. And so today, I want to talk about some reasons why we get this confused and give you a couple of constructs that may help you kind of understand what happens in the process and how we lose ourselves. I was speaking with a couple. Uh, They were in the middle of yet one more argument. And it was one of those arguments that, you know, I'd heard enough of them to know that they start exactly the same way. They cover exactly the same material. Maybe they're different stripes, different colors of the paint in there. But basically, they were fighting the same fight over and over again. And here they were once again fighting the same fight in front of me. So as they were going back and forth, I finally said, wait, let's pause here for just a minute. I want to ask you a question. Is this what you want? Is this kind of communication between you what you want to have happen? Is, is this the kind of way you want to communicate with each other? Is this the way you want to treat each other, show respect to each other? Is this where you want to be? And the husband sheepishly looked at me and said, you know, I was just thinking that. I was just wondering, why am I even saying this? Even as it was coming out of my mouth, there's a part of my mind that's asking, why am I even saying this? And his wife said, you know, I was thinking the same thing. I was going, wow, here we go again. Here we are in front of Dr. Balkum once again having the same argument. And I, I couldn't figure out why I was doing it. And yet my mouth stayed engaged. This is a clear example of a time when the ego was leading the conversation, even though the higher self was yelling for an audience, was asking to be heard, was hoping that there would be something that would come from that. And yet they both were stuck in ego until it was interrupted and they had a chance to ask that question, is this really what they wanted? Not is this where they get to prove their points or is this where they get to win another argument or is this where they get to finally step ahead. The truth is that we often have that moment where there's a part of us that's asking that very same question. Why are we even having this conversation? Why are we even acting this way? Why are we even taking that action that there's a part of us knows isn't the right place to be? It happens on a daily basis. Maybe you've had a a moment where you realized that what you were doing wasn't right, 
but you weren't going to change your direction. I was talking with someone who said, you know, it didn't ring up. I was at the grocery store ringing myself out and it didn't ring up and I didn't know what to do. So I went ahead and stuck it in the bag and I said, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the food that came home with you, you know, not just free, but illegally? And he said, you know, I really, I realize I'm not going to enjoy that. I realized that, that the fruits of that are, aren't even what I wanted. And so I'll even lost enjoyment of that. And that's often what happens when there's that part of us that we all have that's reminding us this isn't exactly where we need to be. What we tend to do is we keep compensating. We tre- keep trying to find a way to fool ourselves, to fool our higher self, to explain it away. That's when the ego is giving all the reasons why. This guy told me, you know, I've been paying all this time to this store and I figured I just deserved it, but that didn't work when I got home. That's what happens when the ego is, is kind of behind it. Now, the ego is always going to be speaking to you, trying to defend your actions against maybe that higher self that would require some, some difference. And it's often about protecting, but what it's protecting is pretty shallow. What it's protecting is just more of the ego, it's also overly identified with ourselves. You know, we get used to hearing that voice so much that we begin to think that that voice in our head that's calling us to do those lesser things is really us, when in reality, it's just a part of us. It's more of our base self. You might be familiar with all the cartoons of the angel on one side and the devil on the other, and that's kind of how this is. The higher self on one side and the ego on the other calling, you know, to get your fair share. The higher self saying, let's be fair about this. And the other saying, no, grab your fair share. The higher self saying, let's be kind in this situation. And the lower self, the ego saying, no, let's defend ourselves. Let's go for something else. Let's, let's prove this point. And that's part of what happens when we get into this frame where we're stuck between those two places, where we're stuck between what we know is, is the kind of the ego and that voice telling us that there's something higher, something more important here. So let's talk a little bit about this higher self. This is the part that sees beyond ourselves, that knows us for real at our depth and knows that we're a combination of good actions and bad actions. We're a combination of, of times when we act at our higher self and act at our lower self. This is about our values, that higher perspective of what's really important. This is about when we make the right choice or take the right action, when we know that there's something that maybe we would even give up in that. The higher self, when we work from that higher self, sometimes we have to give away something that's, that's important to us. Sometimes we have to recognize that there's a loss here because we didn't deserve that win, that somehow it wasn't what we deserved. So let's talk a little bit about the difference, differences between the ego and the higher self. And I'm just going to compare the two sides. First, the ego is easily bruised. You know that part where somebody hurts our feelings and and we kind of lash out? It's easily bruised and always reactive. The easily bruised is because it's about our appearance. Somebody says something about our just our appearance and and it it bruises our ego or a piece of ourselves that we hold dear. You know, someone calls us on being dishonest or unfair and we defend ourselves knowing that we were dishonest or unfair. Because our ego gets bruised when we're exposed that way. 
The higher self is much more resilient because the higher self knows one key piece, that when others lash out undeservedly, it's really about them. And when others reflect on us realistically and honestly, then we have something to learn from that. Often we kind of turn that around. You know, we don't want to learn from somebody holding a mirror to us. And so we often say, oh, no, that's about them. But when they do something that really is about them, we take it personally. We kind of reverse the pieces that we need to understand. One of the important things about our higher self is that's always where empathy comes from. When we can say, I understand why that person is doing what they're doing. I may not like it, but understand why they're doing what they're doing. We step into a place of empathy. We step into a place of understanding, of recognizing that that person is coming from their own ego, their own place of pain and hurt. So ego, while easily bruised, is different than the higher self, which is resilient because it's willing to listen to feedback, but also willing to reject the, uh, the hurt that somebody else may be putting on us, the attack that somebody else may be sending our way that has more to do with them. The resilience comes from a willingness to hear the truth, but an unwillingness to take on what others want on us. The ego is about self-interest. What can I get out of this? How can I win this? How can I land on top of this? The ego always wants to win at all cost, even if it means dishonesty or something that is below what our, our normal morals would carry. The higher self, though, balances the self and other interests. Now, recognize what I said. The higher self is not about always putting everyone first and always putting yourself last, but it's a matter of balance, of recognizing that none of us gets everything we want, and that's okay. But sometimes we need to take care of ourselves first. One of the mistakes I uh, watch people make as they're trying to move to their higher self is believing that they deserve nothing. And so they give and they give and they give and they give and they wear themselves out, not recognizing that at some point we've got to recharge. You know, if you're constantly handing over your battery to other people and they're draining that battery and you're never charging it back, eventually you have no battery charge to to share. Or think of it like a well. You've got a well of water. And if you keep giving the water out from that well, everybody comes by and says, can I have a bucket? Can I have a bucket? Pretty soon, you're down to the place where it's muddy water. But if you allow the well to rebuild, you allow the water to to refill the well, you can keep digging digging out of there. You can keep digging more water for more people and, and making sure that you have enough for yourself. So there is a level of the higher self that is not just always about giving and giving and giving, but also about managing the balance between self and other interests. The ego just wants what the ego wants. In fact, if you hear yourself saying, see, that's the thing about that higher uh, uh, higher self. It's always about other people wanting. Recognize that's the ego trying to protect. Because in reality, the higher self is about balancing the needs The ego is about appearance, pretty light. What are people going to think of me? Are people going to think that I'm too skinny, too fat, too not in in shape, too too in shape? You know, what are they going to think of me? Is my hair the wrong color? Is my skin the wrong complexion? Am I the wrong person? 
And they're always working from the woundedness of that because appearance, we always have a struggle with our appearance. In fact, the problem is that that appearance is such a brittle thing that's going to change over time. However we are now is not however we will be in a short amount of time. So appearance is a pretty shallow reminder of who we are. In fact, when we lose ourselves to appearance, we're easily in trouble when our appearance changes. The higher self works from something else. The motivation is not about appearance or protecting appearance, but of finding your deeper purpose in life, of of living out a life of depth and of meaning, of contributing, of giving back, but also finding a level of meaning from the process, which has little to do with appearance. The ego is all about fair. It's all about wanting it to be even or to win. The ego gets upset when it's not winning and starts saying, hey, this isn't fair. I'm not getting what I want. But the higher self says, I'm already on the winning part of this. Here I am with all of my opportunities and all of my uh, blessings or fortunes or however you want to phrase that. I am on the winning side of this. When you think of the statistical improbability of you and I being here right now, me speaking and you hearing, of all of that level, recognize that we're already, we've already won. We're already in the fortune of being here, of living this life. And our task is not to say, this isn't fair, or how can I make it more fair? How can I win this? But to say, how can I be a part of, of that meaning and purpose of giving back? Because I've already won this. The ego is about the small picture. It's being stuck and seeing all the trees and missing the forest. It's about being upset about the climb and missing the view at the top. It's a small picture. When people are working from their ego, they're worried about how people think of them right now in this moment for the next 15 minutes and are caught in that piece rather than the bigger picture or having a perspective. Sometimes when I speak with people, they tell me how bad life has been. And when we really boil it down, life has been tough for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or even a couple of months. But when they get stuck on that view, they can't see the bigger perspective. Or they get caught on a loss rather than seeing all of the winds around them, all of the opportunities around them. They can't see the bigger picture. They've lost their perspective of seeing, one, what's true, and two, what's possible because of the, the bruises of the ego, of seeing that small picture. The ego is also about immediate gratification. I want it now. I don't want to put it off. I deserve this now. I deserve it. You know, that's one of the big advertising angles. If you kind of notice, you deserve a break today. You deserve this. You deserve that. All of those catch lines that people use in advertising, you deserve it. It's about instant gratification. First of all, that you deserve it means you get to win. But the second piece is that sometimes the better things happen because we're building slowly. This past weekend, I was at a conference with a bunch of authors, and we were all comparing notes. And one of the people who was sitting with me at a table has written over 60 books. And somebody said, how could you possibly do that? And he said, you know, it's like eating an elephant, a bite at a time. And I talked about one of my mentors that every day of his adult life, he wrote 15 pages a day. 
You talk about a delayed gratification. This person was writing every single day, not thinking that they were going to write the best book ever in you know, just a short amount of time, but pacing themselves, knowing that they were creating the material that kept growing. They were working on the long range. They had something to say to the world that was meaningful and purposeful, not that it had to get done right now, but over time, little by little, built to something else. Sometimes we have to listen to our, health, our higher self that is telling us that we, we can wait for better. We can hang in there waiting for better, which gets us out of the fears of what's going on in the immediate moment and gives us a bigger perspective, which brings us to the fuel of the ego. Ego is always fueled by fear and scarcity. There's not going to be enough. I'm not going to get enough. I'm under threat. Now, fear is not really the problem. It's allowing fear to dictate what we do, of allowing fear to be the motivation rather than a fact. Because the higher self doesn't get rid of fear. It's fueled by courage and by abundance. Courage is when we choose to take action in spite of the fear, not because there is no fear, but in spite of the fear. More than that, though, the higher self is aware that there is an abundance around us, abundance of opportunities, of ideas, of possibilities and potentials, of people to meet, things to do, opportunities all around us. The ego stuck in the small, fear, fueled by fear. Fear that you're not going to get what you want, but your higher self is calling you to the bigger opportunities of seeing the greater possibilities out there, of moving towards things that are courageous. You do in spite of the fears. You keep walking towards them because you recognize that the abundance is around you waiting for you to claim it. Now we all get to make that choice. And the choice is, is this who I want to be? In any moment of any day, you can ask the question, and that takes you to your higher self. When you're in the middle of an argument with someone, asking yourself, is this who I want to be? Or do I want to be a step higher? When you're at at that point of making a choice, making even what you might consider to be a moral choice, to ask that question, is this who I want to be? Or do I want to move to my higher self? Is this who I want to be right now? Or do I want to move to a higher self? Whenever we're faced with a choice of how we're going to be in the world, the question is, is this who I want to be? Or do I want something else? Do I want to move from that higher self? Remember that often our ego is triggered by emotions. But remember, if you step one place further, emotions are triggered by your thoughts. And if we take it one step further, we have the choice of whether we're going to respond to those thoughts. We have the choice of whether we're going to hold on to those thoughts or whether we're going to recognize that our mind is kicking up the thoughts. Some of those thoughts come from our ego and can get us in bad places, but there are other thoughts that come from our higher self and can take us to higher places. Our choice every day is do we stay with where we've been with the ego or do we choose the higher self? On default, We get stuck in the ego. Ego is often the default setting, but we have another setting we can choose. And that's part of the reason that I I like having these rules in my mind, because my mind is allowing me to choose to follow the rules that take me to a higher place, to recognize the losses around me that I need to grieve and the gains I can celebrate. 
the places I need to forgive and step into a new place, the ways that I can allow fear to guide me rather than uh, to, to, to kind of uh, point the direction rather than to force me in a certain direction. All of those rules begin to work together to move us towards our higher self. As we move through the next couple of rules, you'll see how we actually implement that higher self in a way that also is protective and gives you a way of choosing that higher place. If this has been helpful, I would love it if you would share this episode with other people. There are share links right below, or you can share it on your Twitter feed just by right, typing into a browser, thrivology.com slash love. That's thrivology.com slash love. That will create a tweet that you can send right out and let people know that you're loving Thrivology and you want them to thrive too. And if it's been super helpful, I would love it if you would take a look at my books, The first book is Thrive Principles, 15 Strategies for Building a Thriving Life. And the one that's coming out right now is The Immutable Laws of Living. That will give you some understanding of the rules, the laws that are operating around us all the time that we are constantly breaking so you can stop breaking them and finding a better life. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to have and build a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.